We're going to look at 1 Samuel chapter 9, please. And we'll read verse 27 in this passage of 1 Samuel chapter 9 and verse 27. Saul is about to be anointed king, but in, before all the preparations are made, and there's a lot of preparations, a lot of things that needs to be organized, Samuel had to tell Saul this at verse 27. And as they were going down to the end of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Bid the servant pass on before us. And he passed on. But stand thou still a while, that I may show thee the word of God. Now notice that in this passage, that it's important to stand still for a while. Now that speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. And so many people do not follow that, unfortunately. You ever thought about there's some problem that comes up that you wish would be resolved and that you're trying to figure out what to do and then you got to realize, can you just sit still for a while? If just for a while, just a bit, and if you were to do that, it would do wonders. I can't tell you how many times that in, no matter how vicious the attacks of the wicked one are, this is very important for some of you. If not most of you, because I know most of you are going through a trial and hardship, because I go through that too. The most important thing where your joy and peace is not taken away is to stand thou still for a while. Just let the traffic go by you. Just let the attacks, the arrows fly past you. Just stand still for a while. The title of my message is Stand Still for a While. Let's pray. Father, please fill within me the power of your Holy Spirit, and I pray that you'll be glorified, magnified. I'm preaching because it is what's right, it is what you led me to do, and I pray that you'll empower me, especially for people who need this. Father, they need you more than me, and this is a message you led upon my heart. Let it, let it satisfy the thirsty soul today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Why should you stand still for a while? Well, it's important to stand still, obviously, because you have to understand this. When something bad happens in your life or in your house or in your workplace or even in the church, you got to realize this. When that problem happens and then chaos just erupts everywhere and then there's confusion all around you and problems flying by you, it doesn't hurt to just... Wait, but there's a problem. This needs to be taken care of immediately. You're right, it is a problem, but guess what? You are not going to die. Did you hear that? You are not going to die. Even if something bad happens in your life, and then you're like, oh man, that bad thing happened, I knew it. Yeah, then so what? Two weeks later, you're still breathing. You're still working in a job. You're still eating three meals a day, still got clothes on your back, and you're still functioning. You know, think about it, those problems that you had, like really big, bad problems that you had, maybe they were a couple days ago, a couple weeks ago, it doesn't matter much to you now, does it? You know why? You're still alive. 
The point is, is that when problems happen in life, yeah, you know, there might be a huge crisis in your work, in your home, in your life, and in your mental state. But guess what? You're not going to die. I'll still see you tomorrow. Come on. I'll still see you laughing, smiling. I'll still you seeing happy moments in your life, joyful moments in your life. In good health, too, at times. You're still going to have that. It's not the end of the world. What the problem with us today is that we dramatize a problem. Yes, it is a problem, don't get me wrong. But we, when we focus on that one problem, we think it's the end of life as we know it. You got to realize people lose things every single day, including you. Everybody loses things. And you're not the only one who lost something precious in life, who went through a difficult time in life. And guess what? They all live, they all function, they still live and do happy things at times, and you will too. You'll still retain what you have for the Lord. You're not going to die. So guess what? Just, ah, I got to take care of this problem. So what about the problem? Stand thou still for a while. Amen. Problem happens, so what? You're still gonna, you're still walking on two legs. Still got two eyes to see. It's not the end of the world. Why? Because who holds your being in essence and who holds your tomorrow? You forgot God. He holds the very breath that you have in your hand and no matter how bad life is or how bad the problem is, guess what? God still keeps you intact. I still see all the limbs intact in your body and I don't see you in a mental hospital yet and I still see you breathing normally. I still see you acting normally. It's not the end of life as you know it. God's the one that holds you together. And you're not the only one. There are millions around you as well. Stand out still for a while. It's a problem, it's a problem, but you're not going to die. So live with it. You're not going to die. Well, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. You said that last week. Here you are in church. You said that last year. You're still smiling and laughing. You said that many years ago when you thought that it was the end of life as you know it. And guess what? It didn't turn out to be the end of life as you know it. You're not going to die because you have to realize who holds your tomorrow, who takes care of your tomorrow, who makes sure that all things, even the problems, work together for good. If God's the one that holds you in his hand, then guess what? You're going to keep breathing. You're going to keep walking. You're going to keep functioning. You're going to keep... Managing everyday single things in life. Amen. Stand still for a while. Yeah. Why? Ah! I got stabbed. I got stabbed by the enemy. You're not going to die, though. You're not going to die. You'll live. Get it off. Bandage yourself. Keep, you're going to still stand. You won't die. You won't die. When I think about that, it helps me to gain peace. It helps me to gain peace that 
you know, it is the problem that I'm going through is a problem, but it's not as bad as I thought. It's not as big as I thought. Your thoughts are the one that make it more big, more dramatic, more dark. And it's so important to see that, look, I'm not going to die. And you'd be surprised that many of those problems that you go through, which do seem bad on the surface, when you pass days and weeks and months and maybe even years, you're going to realize it's just a normal thing everybody goes through. Or that it's not as bad as I thought. Or I'm glad that bad thing happened. Why? Because the Lord worked it for something better. Amen. That's what's going to happen. You're not going to die. You're not going to die. How many of you are going through a problem? Raise your hand and then you go, ah, all of you would be raising your hand 100%. How many of you are dead? 100% won't raise your hand. Stand still. Ah, the mind runs, the heart beats, and then the sweat comes out, and then you're like, ah, oh, i got to do something. Oh, it's the end of the world. Oh, I can't breathe. I'm going to die. And then stand still for a while. Just for a while. Can, can't you just stand still for a while and understand what it's, no, it's like to trust God? You know why you need to stand still for a while? Because that flesh just keeps automatically, naturally, what's the first reaction? Worry. First reaction. Fear. First reaction. Saying something out of your mouth that should not have been said. Doing something that should not have been done. That's the immediate fleshly reaction. So you know what you need to do? Stand still for a while. Why? Because you might say or do something you're going to regret. Yes. But it needs to be done and I can't take it and stand still for a while. Trust me, you'd save your life. You'd save your life because you're going to commit a greater atrocity, a greater hurt, a greater pain. And then you know what happens? This is the flesh. The flesh is so bad. Like when something happens, the flesh can't sit still. It has to do something. So then it's going to do something and it causes greater hurt. So then the flesh feels so hurt by it that it's got to do something and then it builds up a greater hurt. And at the same time, you're building guilt and guilt and more fear and more worry. Do you understand what I'm talking about? That's none of you, obviously, right? So then that's why before you do something, stand still for a while. Why? Because you need to reflect. You need to think like, is this what I should be doing? Am I going to regret what I'm going to do? You know why? Because your body needs it, whether you believe it or not. You, your body needs it where, okay, here comes a bad thing that happens. And I can't tell you how many times, especially pastoring in this area, when you're doing online and then the Bay Area, it's a lot of bad things that happen. And then when I get like one bad thing and another bad thing and five bad things in the same day, what do I, what do, I do? My, the ten, tendency of the mind is to figure out solutions. The tendency of the mind is to work out things. The tendency of the mind is to say and do something immediately. But the best thing to do is just, Gene, just shut your mouth and just breathe in and out and think a bit 
before you do something. Is this the right thing you should be doing? The immediate thing is, oh, got to take care of the problem. And God's like, hold the phone. Wait a minute. Do you think that really is a good idea? And if I stop for five seconds, I can't tell you 90% of the time, just five seconds of stopping, 90% of the time I realize, oh, that's a bad move to make. And I go, I'm glad I didn't do that. And then God's like, what do you think you should be doing? And I said, but I've got to, I've got to. And God's like, that's your problem. Yeah. Sit, stand thou still right. for a while. Look, just for a bit. Sit down, Gene. Okay. Okay, Lord, I, but I got to do this. And it's the end of, you're not going to die. Yeah. The church is not going to die. See, they're doing fine so far. Okay. I know it's been three weeks, but guess what? Jonathan's still shouting, and Robert's still shouting, and the preachers are, it's not like uh, they're preaching just fine, you know. Look, nothing's going to go to hell. Sit still. <gasps> okay, breathe. <sighs> triple yeah. yeah, triple breath on that one, brother. <gasps> yeah. And then God's like, okay. All right. The world will still go on tomorrow. They don't need you. Okay, hold on. Now, let's think a bit. What's a better way to handle this problem? Why don't, we, why don't you take time to pray to me a bit? Why don't you think about what are the dire consequences and mistakes that you have to watch out for? Here's a better one. When this bad thing happens... Are you mentally prepared to take that hit? Okay. Yeah, that's, good. that's why you need to breathe. You know why? You know why I need that time to stand still? Because if that, if that enemy's punch comes right out at me, and then I'm like, oh, and then my body's reacting and moving and stuff like that, and all of a sudden the punch comes out of nowhere and hits me, I'm not mentally prepared for that, and the pain hits. But if I were to mentally prepare and say, okay, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Get ready. Grit it. It's going to hurt. Remember that pain you're going to feel. It's going to hurt. And once it hurts, swing that other arm and hit back at that person. So then, see, I mentally prepare now. So then when that enemy comes and then flies that punch on me, immediately the enemy doesn't see that other fist coming around the other way and hits right at him. Why? Because I anticipated the pain. I, I grit myself to hit, get that pain. But you don't, do you? You do every can, everything you can to dodge the pain. But guess what? When you have an enemy that can throw a billion arrows, you're going to get hit. And you can't evade and dodge and run every one. And then you're going to have to say, get ready to grit your teeth and take it in. You might say, I don't want to. You better because we live in a world where the devil's in control and where pain happens every day. And you have to realize that that's the world you live in. And you have, to, is there one time, this is the difference with our generation today compared to generations back then. We live in a very watered down generation that we can't take a hit. It's a hypersensitive generation where we can't take a hit, where we expect somebody to do the work for us. That's our problem today. That's the difference with our generation from the generations back then. You know what you need to do? When's the last time you ever thought in your mind? When's the last time you ever thought in your mind? 
at least once in a life, at least once in my life, I got to push, give a very good push and pull all my being to go through that pain. And then just summon every ounce of my body and strike and then just go through that pain and give a good hit. When's, I mean, when's, when's the last time you ever thought that way? You never did, did you? In, instead of thinking about, this, all right, summon all that strength to go through that pain. Get a grip on yourself. Get a grip on yourself. And let's fight. You never have that. Instead, every day it's... And then... You know what it is? It's, a, it's making the flesh, oh, feel good. Feel good. Consumer lifestyle. And because of that, those type of people, once a hit comes, they can't take a hit. When's the last... I mean, you think every day is that way, right? Like, going at home, being nice. I will get a nice nap. I will get a nice, quiet, uh, peaceful setting. The neighbors aren't going to bother me today. And it's going to, uh, the food is going to be just right for me. The driving is going to be just okay. And the workload is just right. And what's just right to you? See, you have your own comfort level. Come on. Come on. That is not life. When's the last time you thought about, I'm going to get a grip on myself? At least once in a week, you never thought about that before? There's a huge crisis and pain that probably happens to you once a week, maybe. And when that time comes, did you ever thought about, at here it is, my chance to finally get a grip on myself. All right, prove your worth. Let's do this. Ah, when's, the, when's the last time you ever did that? If you never had that in your life, then that's why you're going to die. You're going to fall apart. You need to realize that I need to have that once in my life. I need to fight. Did you ever have that fighting instinct in your life? You need to have that once in your life. If you don't have that in your life, you're not going to fight and live in this uh, wicked world we live in. So stand still for a while. You might say, why should I stand still for a while? You need to stand still so that your mind can be prepared for, okay, here comes that hit. Here comes a phone call, right? And some family member going through a crisis, right? And you go, oh man, there's something going on with that house. And then I have to answer that phone. And then it turns out to be your parent. It turns out to be your child. Or it turns out to be your friend or a church member or something. Or your workplace, something bad happened. And you're like, okay, get ready. It's going to come. And then beep, boom, comes all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, my daughter had a car accident and oh mom I need you to pay my bill and hey uh, I need help with this one and blankety blank you you failed to do this in your workplace and see all that but when you mentally prepare and then say okay get ready it's gonna come it's gonna come and then you take that then you can last longer when that hit comes out you but see you don't prepare you just go oh I don't want it well, then if you don't want it, guess what? Then it's going to still come at you and you still have that mindset. I don't want that. I don't want that. Every time my arrow hits at you and you're going to feel pain every single time. And that's why your pain is so dramatized and your sensitivity is so dramatized. You got to have that mindset. All right, get ready to be. Come on, 
You need to have that once in your life. Amen. If you don't never have that in your life, then you won't live in this society that we live in. When is the last time you ever thought of that way? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, I'm going to use all my grit to do this. When's the last time you ever did that? Quite a long time, maybe. Have some grit at least once a week. It might do wonders for you, huh? Think about that like once a week. One big bad thing's going to happen and once in that whole week, at least one time that week, I got to summon everything that I got and just go, Another thing you got to think about why you should stand still for a while is because the most obvious thing, you need to pray. (laughs) That's the answer. The evangelist mentioned it, right? Ignoring God's, uh, God's best for something good. The best solution ever in life is prayer. And that's why you need to stand still for a while because the tendency is the emotion to react, the body to react, the mind and then the, the words to come out. That's the first reaction rather than pray. But prayer should be the first thing. Oh, I don't know what to do. It's the end of the world. Okay, stop. Let it go. And pray. But this happened, that happened. Maybe the Lord wants you to learn that there's nothing you can do. And that whatever you try to do it, it's your human ability rather than God's. And maybe God's waiting for you because you're not waiting for Him. And maybe God's waiting for you to finally let it go and let him handle it. It's the fleshly tendency is I want an answer. I want an answer. I want an answer. How well did that work for you? You ever find out, found out an answer? Okay, here's an answer and let's do it. And it failed. Then you want to find a different answer after that, right? And then guess what? Then it fails and you want to find a different answer. The only thing that's giving peace in your mind is finding an answer. Rather than, I already found the answer, Jesus Christ. That should be the peace. That's my answer and just let it go. But no, your answer is, well, if this works out, this works out, this works out. The result should come out this way and resolve the crisis. How do you really know? See, so you trust in your human reasoning of solving a crisis rather than God. Maybe it's about time you let go. Stand still. Let it go. Oh, I can't let it go. This burden, this worry and fear. I got to do something. Drop it, child, before it drops you one day. That's good. Let it go and pray to the Lord. Say, God... And pour, out, pour it out to the Lord. God, I tried everything. I've done everything. I can't do a thing. You have to do it, Father. Please help me. If there's something I should do, then show me. But I've done everything I could and I can't do anything. All I can do is just trust you and let it go. And guess what? You'd be surprised how many times, every time, God solves it for you. And then the result that you dreaded the result and the consequence that you feared, it didn't end up that way. Amen. 
Why? Because you finally turned it over to the Lord. Yeah. But if you'll never turn it over to the Lord, then good luck, because you need every luck you can get to handle that problem yourself, and you'll never solve it. That's, what, that's why, what do you need to do? Stand still. And it's only for a while. The flesh can't stand that. The flesh cannot stand that. Because we live in a generation where it's 0.3 second every day. I need something flashing before my eyes. That's a generation we live in today. The flesh cannot stand sitting still for a while. Just, it's just a while. Stand still. And then it'll finally teach you what it really means to trust God. You really can't trust God, can you? That's just your flesh's problem. You just can't trust God. That's why the best thing that will help you to trust God is to let it go. Amen. Just drop it and say, God, I give up. And if your flesh doesn't give up giving it up, yeah. one day the trial and the burden is just going to be so excruciating because your flesh is insisting, no, no, I must do it. And then finally you're going to get so tired to a point that you're like, I'm just, I give up. Finally your flesh yeah. is going to give up and go, I'm sick and tired of worrying every night and that I can't sleep. I'm sick and tired of trying to solve this crisis and I can't do it. And then finally your flesh is going to give up. Yeah. And it's just going to, and then God's like, about time. Yeah. Now let me handle it. You need to learn to really trust God. Really, how this ministry is the product of the fruits that I've tried to develop for the Lord is definitely not my work and effort. So many times I would think just perchance on luck and how do we just get the building? How did the members keep coming to church? How am I able to keep the church together? How do we keep things running? And especially the last two years, you know, it's all God. And I really can't say myself. I had to learn to let go and God just resolved all the 20 different plans that I thought of. God just overlooked all of that and just solved everything for me. Woo! Praise God. Woo! Glory to the Lord. You know why you need to stand still for a while? You need time to pass by. What do I mean by that? You need, you need to let things, these bad things that happen, let it happen. And then those things naturally take care of themselves. You know that? You ever thought about, I don't know if this ever happened to you before in your life. Maybe you haven't experienced it long enough. That's also possible. But have you, have you ever thought about a problem that you had to take care of, but then you realize that there's nothing you can do about it and you let it go. And that problem actually handled by itself. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was resolved and it turned out to not be a big deal later on. Yeah. Amen. Things need to happen by itself. Oh, I'm so worried that uh, somebody left the church and what am I going to do? Let it handle itself. God brings the person back. The things that happen, the person needs to go through for the Lord to teach them something. You need to let things happen. If you always interfere, then you're interfering the process of what needs to happen for that person to finally see the light and then come back. You need to let things go. And let it flow. The Lord doesn't do anything wrong. Don't you think the Lord is very long-suffering to some people? There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. He wants time to pass by. 
If God is, pa- God is patient, it's not like he beats the... Pro- Sometimes we want that, right? Sometimes we pray and go, God, just uh, beat my flesh or beat the other people to just serve you faithfully and not sin again. We all want that, right? Sometimes we're so desperate that we're like, God, just break our legs or something. But God's like, no, that's not how I do things. God could have done that every single second, but he didn't. You know why? There's a powerful thing. He lets things happen by themselves and let those things naturally take care of themselves. If God's patient, you can be patient. God sees more than you do. Don't you know that? God sees way more trouble going on in that situation than what you're seeing the trouble. God sees it every second. But you know what God says? Let it go. Let the things take care of themselves and God will take care of it for you. If you interfere every time, then you cannot let those things take care of themselves. And if you can't let those things take care of themselves, you will live your life as a control freak, having no peace unless you do something about it. Whoa, isn't that a little bit of pride there? So unless you do something about it, why don't you let God Time heals. Time does heal, whether we believe it or not. Amen. Time does heal. Amen. Why? Because there's some certain bad thing that happened many years ago in your life. And maybe you still can't get over it, but enough time passed by where you're still able to laugh still. Amen. Still enjoy a good time. Still have good things in life. Every one of you went through something very bad and tragic before, years ago. But guess what? You're all okay right here. You're still functioning. You're still laughing. You're still fellowshipping. You're still working in a job. You still have comforts in life. You know why? Time passed by. You need to let time pass by. Right now, it's a crisis. But guess what? Years later, you're going to forget about it. And you're going to go, what? Oh, I forgot about that. You think, uh, let, me, let me challenge you this. Do you remember every single problem you worried about? Do you remember every single problem you worried about? You know why you didn't? I guess it's not that important to you, is it? It's called time. Let it pass. It's not that important. Let it pass. Let those things take care of themselves, patch up themselves, correct themselves. It'll give you a break. It'll give you a break and some relaxation. So stand still. Just for a while. Just stand still. You know why you need that little while moment of standing still? Even if it's so small, you know why you need it? Your flesh needs it. It needs that rest. It needs that rest time. The flesh can only take so much of pressure and stress and fear and problems that it needs to just let it go and relax a bit. That's why you need to let it go. You need to pray and let God handle it and go out and play golf or something. You need to do that while that, oh, but there's a problem. There's a crisis. I got to do something. During that, while that problem, crisis is going on here why don't you laugh and have a good time up here because guess what 
us in church singing, shouting, hearing preaching, while we're having this moment, there are cries going on right now. People dying and burning in hell right now. People getting shot and killed and tragic things happen right now as of this moment. So guess what? Let those things go. Let God handle them. And you just focus on yourself here. Because if you want to handle the crisis and the problem and help out people, you do no good when you're down there with them. You need to go up here, get some energy, strength, and rest. So that you can have the strength to bring them up here with you. That's good preaching. Have them shout and enjoy and manage stressful things in life along with you. You need to take them up with you. Don't get down there with them. That's the worst thing you can ever do. Amen. Get some rest. Because you need to rethink things too. You need to better manage. I can't tell you that well, that time where I was AWOL for about a month or longer, that was the best time one of the best times in my life. Why? Not because of the resting. I know I needed the rest, okay? That was important. But there was something more valuable than that. It made me rethink myself. Yeah, it made me rethink of what's a better way of handling situations. You know, even these great intellects, people who are problem solvers, globalists, they all say never let a good crisis go to waste. But a Christian is beyond that. Yes. A Christian is all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. It's called Romans 8, 28. So then while I'm AWOL, I might as well take advantage of this problem. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'll pray like I never prayed before. I never had that much time. I'll read the Bible like I never read the Bible before. I'll remanage the church on better things. Because I would not have thought, how did I come up with, you know, these revival meetings, right guys? These meetings and the connections. Some people ask me, how do I find these preachers, right? You know why? I took time to rest and to plan. You need that. Your flesh needs it. Because it needs to replan its strategy. Because your current duty and schedule you planned out isn't working. And you need to stand still for a while and reschedule some things, replan some things, because times do not go by your schedule. Problems don't go by your schedule. They are always chaotic, sporadic, random. And what you need to do is, what can I do to manage those things? And your flesh needs to stand still for a while. Stand still for a while and you'd be surprised that you're going to figure out, wow, what I'm doing is not working. There are easier ways to handle this. Didn't you know that? There are sometimes even some instant things that need answers. And I'm taking care of a problem or a situation and I'm like, okay, there needs to be an instant taking care, instant handling of this problem. What I immediately do at that moment is I still, I still try to stand still for a while. For a while. Person's waiting for me to answer and I don't have an answer. I say, Lord, give me wisdom. I needed that little while time to give a Nehemiah prayer and say, God, give me wisdom. My flesh needed that rest. It needed that peace and comfort from on high. 
and then entrust the Lord that whatever I say would be words of wisdom and not foolishness. That's why I needed to stand still for a while. I need to rethink my plan. What do you think about this? And then the immediate tendency of my flesh is blah, blah, blah. No. Stand still for a while. God, help me. Okay, there's an easier way to handle this. And then I say this. There are a lot of complicated problems I, uh, I've found when handling a church like this in the Bay Area the past two years with the internet. But what helped me so many times not to overwork is there's always an easier way of handling the problem. But that can only come up when I stood still for a while. Do you do that? You know why you need to stand still for a while? This is a little bit uh, ironic, a little bit contradictory, but it's also true. You need to accept your time to die. Like I said before, you won't die, right? If you go through the problem. But the thing is, is that in our mentality, we think, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. Well, why don't you die? What's the worst thing? You go to heaven. And guess what? When you, go, when you have that mentality, okay, except your time of death, guess what? You're still breathing. You're not dead. So that's what I mean that you won't die when you go through the problems. But what will help you is you need to think, I need to accept my time to die. Why? Uh, you, re- you forgot that sermon, right? A time to die. It's so important. There's always a time to die. That's reality in life. People lose children. People lose finances. People lose homes. People lose jobs. People lose things, precious things in life. You need to accept your time to die. A time to die doesn't happen every day. There's a time to heal. A time of joy. A time to build. A time to plant. But guess what? You can't just think of yourself in a world of a time of joy, a time of peace, a time of happy, happy, happy. No, then what happened to your time to die? You never accepted it. You need to accept your time to die. I, when, I, when that problem happens, I take it this way. Look, Gene, it's, it's, just endure through it, okay? Just endure through it. This is your time to die. All right? And then guess what? Your time of joy is going to come tomorrow. Your time of joy is going to come after that. Just accept your time to die now. Get it over with. Let's go through it. Let's utilize it the best that we can. Do you do that? If you don't accept your time to die, guess what? The time to die will accept you, whether you accept it or not. It will come to you. It won't run away from you. It will haunt you. You need to learn that within every timeline that you go through, you're like, okay, here's my time to die. Get a grip. Get ready to be hit. Ah! Ah! All right, utilize the best that you could. Pray. Trust the Lord. Ah, come on, accept it. You, you expected this bad thing would happen, all right? So just take it, ah, and then a time to heal. And then, ah, oh, wow, it's behind me. Uh, it's not. It'll come out again later, but 
but it's behind me now. Yeah. Amen. Heal, heal, heal. And then a time to die again. Oh, I don't want to. No, you are going to go back here. Time to die. And every Christian walk is a specific event, scenario in life. A time to die. A time to heal. A time to war. A time to make peace. A time of hurt. A time of tragedy. A time of laughter. A time of joy. That's called time. You need to accept your time to die. That's why you can't stand still for a while. You don't accept your time to die. Those martyrs did. They stood still, locked and burned up at the stake. And you know what? They stood still for a while. And then their eternal souls went to glory after that. Some accounts read they never even felt pain, which is phenomenal. They really accepted their time to die. The most important thing, why you need to stand still for a while, is because you need to change your flesh. Your flesh right now, this is why I, uh, I can understand the, the hatred, the dislike of the internet, or the advanced technology, the advancement of our civilization. It hardwired our flesh into a program of being soft mush, hypersensitive, going with the flow, that it's like a robotic system lost in a matrix. And because of that, it's programmed to just go through all this in life and being an instant gratification. Me, 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 and then, you know, you're that robot. Me, 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 you're that little guppy fish. Me, 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 and then those puppet masters just drop those little morsels of bread and you go, um, 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 like that. More, 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 more. You live in a matrix, so to speak. An instant gratification generation. That's what this world has created you to be. As technology advances more, science advances more, they're doing it for, they say, the public interest or public good or to make life better. So you can see that in a sense, but it costs something. It costed something, and that's called your self-worth. It costed your patience. It costed discipline to your flesh. Instead, it gave automatic comfort at every whim that your flesh desired. And your flesh is so built in, trained to do that, of an automatic instant gratification, your flesh does not know what it means to stand still for even a little while. That's how bad your flesh is. When anger kicks in, Oh man, you just want to say and do something. But your flesh is so hardwired, programmed in this God-forsaken, wicked society, you can't even hold your breath for 10 seconds and pray and trust the Lord. That's how hard it is to control your anger. You know how I know that? I know that because I have that problem too. Amen. I'm married. <laughs> There's 10 seconds going, oh. I would force it, get a grip on myself. Why? My flesh is too hardwired programmed for instant gratification. It can't stand still for even a while. Yeah, that's, right. that's why I, you know what? I need this. You know why I need this? It'll change the program of my flesh. It'll detox all those unhealthy drugs off of my body. It'll detox all of it. And as I go through that detoxing program, I'm, my flesh... 
is changing and molding to the way God wants it to be. And it finally understands what real gentleness is, what real love is, what even real joy means. I never understood what real joy means, meant until God molded me. God molded me. And God needs to mold me. I go, oh, it hurts, God. And God says, you're not going to die. I'm the potter. You need to let that part go. Oh, God, it hurts. No, don't let that part go. And God's like, no, no, no. We need to take that part out of you. We need to shape that. All right, that needs to be disposed in the trash. Oh, God, don't let it go to the trash. No, you need it. No, God. Ah, I'm going to die. No, you're not dead. See, you're still in my hand. Guess what? Now you became a beautiful flower vase. Oh, it is better. I didn't know that. Yeah, why don't you learn to believe in me? Your flesh needs to change. I can't tell you that uh, that time when I was AWOL was one of the greatest things in my life. It changed my flesh. Changed me for who I am. It made me learn to stand still for a while. One of the greatest secrets and weapons you can ever have in your life to conquer this God-forsaken fast-paced, wicked, evil world that we live in is to stand still for a while. The reward will come. The good result will come. The negative thing you want to be gone will come, but not in your time. You can wait a little longer. Amen. The reward will come, the blessing will come, the fruit will come, but, you, but it won't kill you to wait a couple more years. And when that thing comes, you got what you wanted. Aren't you happy? You just needed the right time. Because if it all comes to your time, you will not get the blessing that's really needful for you. Stand still for a while. The altar call is open. If the Lord called upon your heart, would you stand still in a while for the altar with me? The pianist will come, but before he plays, uh, I'm going to sing a song. I'm going to sing you a song before he plays. The Father has a plan, though it's hard to see it now. You feel you're walking all alone. But he is there, no doubt, when the storm around you rages and you're tossed to and fro. When you're faced with life's decisions, not sure which way to go, stand still and let God move. Standing still is hard to do. When you feel you have reached the end, He'll make a way for you. Stand still and let God move. When the enemy surrounds you and the walls are closing in, when the tide is swiftly rising and you wonder where He's been, Friend, there never was a moment that his arms weren't reaching out. 
you can rest assured and be secure. God is moving right now. Stand still and let God move. Standing still is hard to do. When you feel you have reached the end, He'll make a way for you. Stand still and let God move. The answer will come, but only in His time. Stand still and let God move. can go wrong when God knows every second of what's going on? What can go wrong when God knows the problem more deeply than you know the problem? God should be more worried about things going in life, not you. For He knows everything. Every single problem, every single hurt, every single pain, and every single crime committed. But God, He... He stands still. Maybe you should too. Understand the power, the help, and the blessing of standing still before you cry out and do something of your flesh that you regret doing. An answer you tried to solve that was already solved if you just waited. Just wait a little longer. Just wait a little longer. Stand thou still for a while. I just want the problem over with, right? That's the flesh. That's the flesh. Okay, get the problem over with. You make it worse. And guess what? There's a new problem after that. No, it doesn't end. The best thing to do with problems is to stand still and let it come and let it go. Father God, I want to thank you so much for what a mighty God we serve. Just standing still. And the master, all he does is just say, peace be still. As the storms crash around us, Help us to understand the weight, the importance, the joy and the peace that comes, the value and the power with weight, I say weight, on the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.